Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League Preview Show. It's a show that didn't think Cancelo's outside of the boot passing was especially special anyway. On today's pod we're looking ahead to Spurs v City, a fixture that has previously had the Blues forget that they're brilliant and Tottenham start to believe that they're City. We'll also be casting our gaze at Goodison Park where a new era of mediocrity awaits. With the transfer deadline day dealings also to assess, there's a lot to get through, so let's get cracking by introducing my guest today. There's a City fan named Tudor, but unlike your host, he's young and clever. It's Will Tudor. Hi, Will. Hi, Steve. I appreciate the compliments. <laughs> and it's likely true, to be fair, mate. It's, uh, yeah, I'm neither young nor clever, so... <laughs> uh, you well? How's things? Yeah, mate, all good with me. All good with me. Um sort of dreading the weekend but you know it is what it is let's let's um let's get cracking with it yeah end of the weekend as well so we've got it all to kind of wait for mm. yeah uh, i'm also delighted to be joined today from all the way down under with a very welcome return to the show it's chris apakis chris you there mate stay how are you well good to be here with you guys how's things very good to have you man um so just remind us where about in australia are you currently so I'm currently in Sydney at the moment. It's um, five past six in the morning, so I've got my coffee <laughs> ready, ready to go. Should be a good show. And yes, yeah, so it's 7pm here, um, but it's also freezing here. Um, I'm guessing it you're not freezing down there? No, no, no. It's pretty hot at the moment, so we're smack bang in the middle of summer. <laughs> so yeah, it's you know, 30, 32 degree days and just came back from the UK and the US, so I'm t- it's taking me a while to get used to it, to be honest. Yeah. So what was that when you came back to the UK? That was for the Wolves game, you said. So yeah, yeah. How so cold and, was it for you? Oh, it was, I think it was in Manchester. It's quite cold. It's not not my first time in the UK, so yeah. I got pretty used to it. I was there last winter, but um, yeah, I, any opportunity to come over and watch a game, I usually take with both hands. So it was good. Spent a bit of time with Lloyd, hung out for a little bit, and then I then I was on my way. Sound. Well, let's get to it with City. Um, We'll start with you, Will, because you've already kind of touched on this, saying that you're worried about Spurs away. How worried are you? I mean, we haven't scored there, so I think that yes. you know that yeah. sums it all up. Um, it's just one of those, isn't it? You can just you can just see us tripping up there, and it just being an absolute miserable weekend, as you said. Last game of the weekend, you you can just see all the results going against us, and then obviously it's in our own hands to to do it ourselves. But I can just. Just got bad feelings, mate. Really bad feelings. So, are you especially worried about Kane and Son and basically history repeating itself because they always seem to show up those two, don't they, against us? Just everyone, just every single team. Every, <laughs> I mean, Emerson Royale scored against us in the last yeah. game, and that's that's saying a lot. But um, yeah, it's just well, Kane hasn't scored. Well, he hasn't had his you know typical A class performance against us this season as he usually does. So. And Son's probably going to come back to form as well. So, you know, you can't... And you can never be positive with Spurs away. You just can't. Spurs at home, I'm, I can be positive about it. Mm. I can get behind it. But Spurs away, nah. <laughs> Not for me. Well, I mean, it's, he's scored 199 Premier League goals, Harry Kane. So you can just picture Martin Tyler, can't you? Him scoring a 200th goal, history being made. You can just hear it. So that, that does concern me. But, I mean, City have got a few decent players ourselves to show up to the party. Chris, who are you anticipating starting? Um, obviously, it's impossible to ever predict a Pep Guardiola lineup. Particularly, it has to be said, in recent weeks with him talking about body language and kind of, you know, 
preferring some players to others as regards to their commitment. But what kind of lineup are you anticipating? Mm. Well, I think, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think firstly, we'll probably obviously start with Edison in goal. Um, I, I think I'd like to see Walker sort of come back into the fold because, you know, if not now, then when sort of thing. And, yeah. um, you know, our centre-backs as well. I'd like I'd like to see Laporte and Diaz play, but I'm not too sure where Diaz is at with, with his fitness and how he is in training. So, you know, I, I am assuming that Akanji will play with Laporte and then Ake at left back. Um, and then the midfield, I think we should just keep, you know, stick to the basics, you know, Rodri, KDB and Gundo, you know, can't really go wrong there. Mm. And then the front three, you know, it's always up up for debate of who's going to start. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm going with Mares, Harland, and Foden. Yeah, same, same. Uh, I will I will say though, I think I, I'm always quite worried against Spurs. I, they are a bit of a bogey team for us in recent years. But I think um, if you're looking at their season so far, I mean, you've got a bit of drama around Conte at the moment. He's obviously had some some surgery um, with a recent medical condition, yes. and I actually live with a with a, a Spurs fan. So my housemate Aiden's a big fan of Spurs and he said a lot of Spurs fans are actually quietly pretty concerned about um, what's going on around Fabio Paratici considering his involvement in that Juve situation. Right. So I think this could be a good time to play them really if you know they've got a few things going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, hopefully if we go in there with the good mentality that we've shown in recent years um, that we can really go there and we push our season forward. So, yeah, I'm slightly a bit more confident that hopefully we can do something. Um, I guess we, we pretty much have so much at stake now, we can't really afford to, to slip up again. I mean, I take all that on board and I want to believe it and I want it to be true. And it, obviously, you know, the actual details you say are true. But as regards to now being a good time to play them, I want that to be true. But we've had it before, haven't we? We've had it where we've gone yeah. against Spurs and they've been on a bad run and suddenly they just remember who they are or what they can be. Um, and we even saw it last time we played them in, in that first half and until we came out in the second half and decimated them. Um, on which note then, um, I'll come to you first, Will, but kind of want both of you on this really. Will, how do you see the game playing out? Um KG, I think it's it's going to be a it's, it's going to be a low scoring game. I don't think it's going to be it's not going to be the four two that it was before. No, no. Um, I can see us playing Rico Lewis as opposed to Walker and uh, Lewis stepping inside the midfield and then trying to overload the midfield from there. Um, so I think we'll just try and hold the ball as much as possible. Uh, I, I say I say I'm always nervous and I'm very negative at Spurs away, but I still look at it. I think we'll, I like to think that we'll get a result. Mm. Um, you know, it's just one of those that I'm, I, I doubt myself a bit more. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a if it's a one nil or a two nil. But um, it could, you know, I like it. it could go completely the other way, and um, yeah, who knows? It could be yeah another one nil for City away at Spurs, which was the drunkest I've ever been. Uh, um, <laughs> I wasn't even there, but actually watching it on the telly, uh, the Mares game, he only scored the, the only goal, and I, mm. I had to do a pod. I had to do a ninety three twenty pod the next day and talk about it. And I couldn't remember a thing. I couldn't even remember the goal. It was um, yeah. So when you when you said the scoreline there, that just brought that back to me. I don't I don't think much happened in that game to be honest. No. I think it, I think it might might have been just that Mares goal, and I think Lamella missed a really good chance late on. That was it. It was a very you know the pitch was awful, wasn't it? I think that was the game that everyone yes, was like, it was. Yeah. They've been an American football the game, haven't they? Uh, yeah. yeah, and I remember saying to my wife. 
about 10 minutes to go. I remember saying, at this point, it's just maroon against white. I didn't, <laughs> oh, didn't even know who was, I was so drunk. But anyway, anyway, I'll be sober this weekend. Up the um, maroons, eh? <laughs> up the maroons, exactly. But, but at that point, I wasn't even sure if we were the maroons. <laughs> um, Chris, how do you see it going? Yeah, I agree with Will. I think it's probably going to be a pretty cagey game. To be honest, I'd, I'd snap your arm off for a 1-0. I mean, to, to go there and, and keep a clean sheet and get yeah. the result would be unbelievable. Um, I just think considering we've had so many changes with our defence this year and, and we haven't really been able to sort of solidify that back four, I, I do think we probably will concede a goal. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident as well that hopefully we can get the result, maybe a 2-1 or a 3-1 to City. Well, yeah, that would be incredible. I, I think I'm quietly confident of a result, but they do always worry me, Spurs. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for a really cagey 2-1 with some drama in there as well. I don't know why. I can just see some drama, whether it be a sending off or you know, a dodgy penalty or something, but I'll go for 2-1 City. Uh, Will, did you, is 1-0 your score prediction? <clears throat> yeah, go 1-0. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's a clean sweep for City win. Um, probably not surprising given we're all City fans, but but still, yeah, 3-1, 2-1, 1-0. Kind of broadening our gaze on City, um, big development this week was Cancelo moving to Bayern. I can't, it feels weird that he's already played for them. He played from last night, wasn't he? Um, mm. Assisted. Um, Chris, what did you make of that? I mean, it kind of came out of the blue. Um, we were all kind of aware that he was having a bad season, and that it was apparently off the field problems, but within space of two days, he was gone. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy situation, to be honest. I think, um, you know, there were rumblings about he was unhappy, you know, with a few other players throughout the season. But, I mean, come on, mate, you're playing for probably the best team in the world. You know, if you look uh, historically, players go in and out of the team all the time. You just mm. need to stay focused, get your opportunity, and when you get it, take it, and, you know, you just do all the right things on and off the field. He obviously, you know, did something and him, him and Pep had some sort of bust up or falling out as was reported. So, I mean, you know, you've got to be proud of the club for the way they've handled it. They've definitely made a statement to, to the rest of the squad. And, you know, I think Pep needs to nip that sort of stuff in the bud pretty quickly if if we want to push on and, and you know, the no sad faces sort of um, analogy that he uses. So, like, you know, it's it's a shame because I think he just signed that, that new contract. So, you know, we had, we had years left with him and I thought, you know, he was going to be a really good player for us and you could see I know it was a bit you got you got you got a few red flags early on when he came to City I know like within the first six months he was already looking for a way out and if you look at his his like if his career over the last you know five ten years he's he's leaving clubs you know every two years and they all it always seems to end pretty sour so I guess you know that's a representation of, of sort of you know maybe how he is like as a professional I mean you you can't question his ability because you know we're losing one of the best players in the squad to be honest but you know we have to I guess from our point of view as fans is we just really need to back the, back the coach you know back this club you know back this group of players that we have I mean I mean he's Pep's making a big gamble to do what he's doing I mean he's putting us at a significant disadvantage so if the situation wasn't that severe like he he, he wouldn't have to do that so he's got no choice really so I guess we just got to get behind them now and see where we can go I mean, as you say, there are definitely benefits to it as regards to how the, it will impact on the rest of the squad because even with someone like Pep Guardiola, there's going to be you know a degree of doubt if you're a player that he is 
that'll fill a f- follow through of any threats, you know, that basically you might say, you know, if you're not good enough, you're out of the team. But that's as far as it goes, because, you know, you might think, well, he's not going to sell me till the summer. For him to act now, then every player knows that they are not safe in the summer, you know, that he might just get rid of anyone, you know, if, if they're not cutting it. So I think it does make a statement in that regard. It's mm. very much a positive. But as you say there, he's one of the best players in the squad. So, well, how does that balance out then? The way I see it is he's been superb for us for a good 18 months. The last six months, he hasn't. So if you look at it just this season, it's not particularly a huge loss. Is that fair to say? Um, I think I think it might have been Howard that said um, when they had their pod um, that it's not it's not too much of a problem in the short term because he hasn't been on form. He hasn't. It's not yeah. like we're going to lose him from the squad and think, God. The long term, as um, as Chris said, he signed that long contract, and everyone thought we were had one of our you know fullback positions tied down for a long time. He's one of the best left backs in the league at the time. But in terms of right now, it's not necessarily much of a problem because um, we're not losing a player that's on form. I think the problem comes if there's injuries that fly around. But um, it's it's really commendable how the club have dealt with it. I think it's obviously a lot of reports have come out of lots of bust ups. Um, we haven't really heard about it until recent days, and he's just gone quickly. Um, I appreciate like the backing that they've put into Pep Guardiola behind this, because as Chris said, it is a massive detriment to the effect of the team. Like we are losing one of our best mm. players that we have when he's on form, um, and we're really putting the faith in Guardiola. And I think it will lift the players. He's obviously been banging on for the last few weeks, and now with hindsight, you could now read between the lines and. It's almost. It was almost inevitable that someone was going to go because it, the situation must have been that bad that he needed to set an example and put. And someone had to be, someone had to be like the <laughs> lamb for slaughter, you'd say. Um, and obviously, Cancelo's the one. Um, it's, it's a shame because I did really like the guy. I felt like he absolutely loved the club when he, whenever he celebrate, whenever he was celebrating, always, always grabbed the badge and he was always, you know, right at the front of the celebrations in the fans. But. Um, mm. I think looking back at his history of of, of the teams, I think he's only managed like over a hundred appearances for City, and uh, I think that's it is quite telling. Um, and when he got the assist against Bayern Munich last night, I don't think I don't think anyone was surprised. It was one of those and went, yeah, that's that's the that's the Kinsella that everyone knows. Mm. Um, but obviously, we're we're no sad faces FC and happy flowers <laughs> FC now, aren't we? So um, yeah, whatever Pep goes, whatever Pep wants, Pep. Pep gets, and I'm, I'm more than happy with that, really. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm, yeah, as regards to his departure, I get it, I understand, and I'm fully on board with it. But, Chris, were you surprised that City didn't make a move to bring someone in before the window shut? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, Go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.